This is an excerpt from the chapter Maxwell Darby and I, A True Story, from Branca Chubrilo's collection of short stories, Three to Tango and Other Tales. Women and men alike were very friendly to one another. I gathered they were friends or acquaintances for a while. Maxwell behaved like a person who belonged to a religious cult. He hugged every person, he kissed Margot, he poured water for the ladies, he cracked jokes and gave compliments. As always, I felt like an outsider, an observer, someone who doesn't belong, especially to this group of randomly selected people. I begged Maxwell not to tell anyone who I was, for he liked to advertise my work, my books. He liked to tell stories, how we met, and endured our 40 years of friendship. The dance room was full of people by 8 o'clock. There were more than 30 dancers, almost an equal number of men and women. The music never stopped. Nothing had changed. But all of a sudden, the room became livelier, men happier and brighter, their steps lighter and more extravagant. I turned my head around. Nothing had changed. I turned my head around again. Then my eyes spotted a woman sitting in a chair, leaning forward to tie her shoes. The music from an ordinary milonga into heavenly sounds. Only I was unchanged. I kept on repeating my steps as my disobedient feet made a fool of me. At least that was how I felt. I glanced at Maxwell, whose radiant face looked ten years younger. A thought escaped. This is dangerous. I feared for him. Then I studied her. She was prettier than in the photos. She had a willowy figure, long and lean limbs, and a very slender and long neck. Her hair was scooped up on top of her head. Yes, she had regular features, pronounced high cheekbones, a small chin, big, big blue eyes, pale skin, sensual lips, and big, healthy teeth. She even had a small-sized birthmark above her upper lip. Her nose wasn't small, neither was it large. It was longish, which gave her face the appearance of a face from a fresco of invaluable rarity, a fresco made by a gifted, patient, and dedicated old master. She was dressed immaculately and had a dark ribbon running parallel with her eyebrows. A small bow was tied at the back of her head. This was what I surmised when it came to her physical appearance. Her bearing was elegant, chin up, and a little undefined smile was constantly present on her lips. She smiled at everyone, she greeted everyone with equal kindness, and she gave the same attention to every person. Max went almost down on his knees when he approached to greet her. He came a bit too close to her, and she backed off slightly, tilting her head backwards, barely visibly. He wasn't able to notice anything or anyone. He just stared at her, so much so that I was embarrassed by his indecent attack on her integrity. There was an obvious competition between the men, who was going to dance with Tati, who would be the first one rushing to get her attention. Max won the first dance. They danced cheek to cheek. He held her as he would the most precious porcelain doll that she truly resembled. I could notice a slight discomfort in her, 
maybe in the way she held her head or her arm. On some parts of her body, I noticed clear signs of unease. Maxwell was transported into another world. He danced like an inexperienced dancer, but this will to dance made his feet float above the dance floor. I was sitting, curiously observing this colourful group of people, trying to remember each and every person and detail of the evening. I felt like a sponge soaking up the atmosphere. When they finished dancing, he led her to the table, a smile on his elated face. I noticed some tiredness on Tati's. She looked kind, but unimpressed. With each person she danced, she had the same expression. The expression of a kind annoyance. We were introduced just as we were about to leave. Maxwell all of a sudden became aware of my presence and led Tati towards me. Tati, meet my friend Bart, Bartolomeo de... I stopped him, unwilling to be presented by my full name, or, God forbid, defined by my profession. I said Bart. She said Tatiana. I nodded my head. She looked at me with an almost childlike expression and curiously asked, Have we met before? I don't think so. I would remember it, believe me. Hmm, said Tatiana, then followed by, Sorry. Maxwell hugged her tight. I noticed she pulled back. We left the studio and on the street excitedly, he asked, So, what do you think? Isn't she fantastic? You are in love. Oh, I'm not. Oh, you are. Is it obvious? Yep. From his stories, I imagined her somehow different. That evening when I came home, I found myself thinking of Tati. I wanted to know more about this woman. I searched Google, but I couldn't find more than I had already found before. Nothing personal about her. Before I fell asleep, I remember her asking me, Have we met before? I said that I would remember if we had. I said, believe me. I know I would remember Tatiana if I had ever met her. Without waiting for his invite again, I called Max the following Tuesday, asking him if he was going to his tango lesson, to which he happily answered positively. I casually asked if I could join him one more time. That evening, Tatiana came a bit earlier. She was dressed in white. A white dress, white stockings and shoes. Even the ribbon in her hair was white. She looked like a willow tree, one that could resist any wind, even the strongest hurricane. Yet she was so fragile, supple and mysterious that I found myself looking at her more often than I wanted to. Again, she danced with everyone. She had her fine and gentle smile on her lips. She talked to everyone showing interest, but in her eyes I noticed distance and some kind of absence, as if she belonged to someone else or somewhere else. After a while, she asked me to dance with her. I was taken aback. I said, this is my second, my, my third class. I'm not... No, don't count your classes. Let's dance. I felt extreme discomfort in hugging her discomfort when she leaned her willowy body against mine. She pressed her bosom against my chest. She embraced my shoulder 
and placed her slim hand on my bare neck. My feet were glued to the parquet floor. She encouraged me to move with her body. I didn't know what to do, how to dance or what to say. So I just kept on repeating, oh, sorry, each time I took the wrong step or almost stepped on her foot. Towards the end of our dance, she said, You don't have to apologise. It takes a long time to learn the tango. I asked, how long is long? To which she replied, In two years' time, you will be a good dancer. I never wanted to dance the tango, nor did I want to frequent Margot's classes for two years in order to be a good tango dancer. All I wanted after that evening was to get the answer to her question, which she posed again. Do you really think that we have never met before? Thank you for listening to an excerpt of Branka Chubrilo's collection of short stories, Three to Tango and Other Tales. To purchase the book, please find the Amazon link in the description box below. And as always, don't forget to like, comment and subscribe. Thank you for listening.